the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Unlike all the kingdoms of man that have come and gone and that will come and go, and all the governments of mankind that have come and gone, and all the world leaders that have come and gone, and all the world leaders that will come and go in this world, Christ's dominion. Christ's dominion will be an everlasting dominion. His kingdom will never pass away and will never be destroyed. Christ will reign forever and ever. Amen? That's what he's telling us here. And he shall reign forever and ever. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you that God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Although leaders, governments, and kingdoms of this world come and go, Christ's reign will not. His dominion is eternal. It will never pass away, and it will never be destroyed. Pastor Dan urges you to continue to study about Jesus and His kingdom. You have so much to look forward to as a disciple of Christ. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. brings us to the third beast in verse 6. After this I looked and there was another like a leopard which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. So we have a winged leopard. This, this leopard has four wings instead of just two wings like the lion. Uh, leopards are also known for their, for their great swiftness, their agility, their strength. Uh, they, they make sudden unexpected attacks on their prey. Uh, Leopards are actually the most deadly of the large cats, deadlier than lions. Uh, And you probably have seen the nature shows, right, where the leopard chases down like the antelope. uh, Or I saw one where a leopard uh, killed a zebra and then carried the zebra up into a tree and ate the zebra in a tree. That's a leopard. You know, that, that just gives you a good idea of what a leopard's like. Well, this is a, this is a winged leopard, kind of like the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. He's just even more terrifying than a leopard would be a, a winged leopard. And the winged leopard represents the Greek empire under Alexander the Great. Uh, Alexander the Great conquered the Mediterranean world and the Middle East in 13 years. Very short amount of time. He was very swift. He, he conquered... All of the Mediterranean world, uh, really from, from Europe all the way to India in 13 years before he turned 33 years old, he conquered the world like a winged leopard. After Alexander the Great's death, his empire was divided among his four generals. That's what the four heads refers to in verse 6. 
And so now we come to verse 7 and the fourth beast here. And after this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast. Dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and, and trampling the residue or the remains of what it had killed with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. It was considering, I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. So this fourth beast is the Roman Empire, but it's talking about more than just the Roman Empire. Uh, Notice Daniel doesn't describe it as one particular animal like he did with the previous empires. He doesn't say it's like a lion or it's like a bear, it's like a winged leopard. It's indescribable what he sees here. It's not like any animal or any beast he, he had ever seen before. He says it's dreadful and terrible. It's exceedingly strong. It has huge iron teeth. It was devouring. It's bra- it was breaking in pieces. It was, it was trampling the remains uh, with, with its feet. Uh, and and that, you know, that's describing the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire swept across the ancient world, defeating and destroying you know, one army after another uh, until the Roman Empire extended from the Atlantic Ocean and Europe all the way to India. Uh, just just an, an amazing empire, an amazing Amazingly efficient army, government, and in history, there really is no empire that compares to the Roman Empire. Uh, the Roman Empire existed in one form or another for almost 1,400 years. And the United States is 245 years old. The Roman Empire existed for 1,400 years. Now, at the end of verse 7... Daniel sees ten horns that come out of this fourth beast, which would be the Roman Empire. But he sees ten horns, and these ten horns, they would correspond to the ten toes in Nebuchadnezzar's vision back in chapter 10. Remember the stone, the toes that were a mixture of iron and clay that are crushed? And again, in verse, verse 8, it says, I, I was considering the horns. So he's looking at these horns. And then he sees another horn, a little horn, coming up among the ten horns, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this little horn were eyes like the eyes of a man. So speaking of wisdom there, intelligence, and a mouth speaking pompous words. Now, horns in the Bible represent strength or, or, or power. And he's going to tell us the interpretation of these ten horns and this little horn later on in the chapter. If you look down in verse 24... I'll just give you a little sneak preview here. Verse 24, the ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom and another shall rise after them. That would be the little horn. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three of the kings. He shall speak pompous words against the most high. He shall persecute the saints of the most high and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a a time. So we're we're told here 
Uh, and we'll talk more about that when we get to those verses. But just basically here, the ten horns represent ten kingdoms that will arise out of the former Roman Empire. And from those ten kings will arise this little horn, this leader, who will become the last human leader of mankind, uh, the, the, the leader of the last empire. Right? That sounds like a Star Wars movie, the last empire. There's going to be one last human government in the world before Jesus Christ comes back. And this, this little horn will be the leader of that last government before Christ returns. Now, this little horn, he's known by many names in the Bible, but the most familiar name is the Antichrist. Uh, even though the Antichrist appears, I think, just five times in the New Testament. That's, that's the name that most people latch on to and think of when they think of this, this world leader who's going to come on the scene in the last days. Uh, this little horn is that last human leader of, of mankind, again, popularly known as the, the Antichrist. Uh, the word Antichrist, it means instead of Christ. People are going to look to him, this last leader, to be kind of a savior for the world instead of looking to Jesus Christ we're told here he comes out of these ten nations, uh, this, this ten-nation confederation uh, that comes out of the Roman Empire. Now, historically, there were not ten nations that came out of the Roman Empire. So what's described here at this point in Daniel 7, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, again, this is like the ten toes that we talked about in chapter 2. Remember I said, like, we can look at that statue in chapter 2 and see the head that's Babylon, the chest, that's the Medo-Persians, and we can kind of go down. Remember I said once we got to the ankles, like we're kind of at the ankles of the statue because we don't have the ten nations yet, the ten toes. Well, here we don't have these ten kingdoms yet, these ten horns. So this is something that's future. And this will happen at the end of the age before Christ returns. Now, you might be thinking, well, come on. In the Roman Empire, that ended so long ago. I mean, no, no, nobody, no nation feels connected back to the, I mean, the, Roman, the Roman Empire. But, you know, Adolf Hitler thought that Nazi Germany was a resurrection of the Roman Empire and a revival of the Roman Empire. Uh, Winston Churchill, in some of his writings, compared the British Empire to the Roman Empire. So, so it, it's not something that is not in people's minds, not in leaders' minds, in the world. So now what happens, look at verse 9. Daniel sees a vision of the Ancient of Days. We just sang about the Ancient of Days. I, you know, uh, I thought about that song that we sang tonight, the Ancient of Days, and I was going to text Michael and say, hey, you should sing that song that mentions the Ancient of Days. And I, I just forgot to text him. But then he did it anyways. Isn't that great? Just the Holy Spirit took care of it. So now in verse 9, it says, I watched. So, so again, he's, he's watching in this dream. He sees this fourth beast that's, that's indescribable. Um, and out of that fourth beast comes these ten horns. And then a little horn comes out. And the little horn conquers three of the ten. And, and, and so now he's watching this. And then, verse 9, I watched till thrones were put in place. And the Ancient of Days was seated. And his garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne 
was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. The, the ancient of days is God. It's God the Father, in fact, because we're going to see the Son of Man later in the chapter. So there's a, a distinction here between the ancient of days and the Son of Man. And what Daniel sees here, and this is so important, as he sees this, this little horn come to power, the ancient of days prepares for judgment. So as the, as the little horn comes to power, as we, the one that we know is the Antichrist, the Ancient of Days is preparing for judgment. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. This judgment will take place during what's known as the tribulation period that's described in detail in Revelation chapters 6 through 19. It's the seven-year period where God pours out his wrath upon uh, the earth and judges the earth and the wickedness of mankind. Now, the church is removed from the earth before that takes place. We're not appointed to wrath. We're not going to be here for that. But this is, what, this is the stage that's being set here in this vision. As, as the little horn rises to power, God is in heaven preparing for judgment. Verse 10 says, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, which is a picture of God's, God's judgment. I'll read a verse to you out of Isaiah 66, verse 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his angry, anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword, the Lord will judge all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. So we see God's judgment here. Again, this is during the tribulation period, and we will not be here for that. But this is what's going to take place, God's judgment on the earth. Verse 10 goes on to say, uh, a thousand thousands ministered to him. Again, he sees the throne of the Ancient of Days in heaven. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Uh, Speaking of angelic beings in heaven around the throne of God, 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. That's the saints, that's believers that stand before his throne, worshiping him, will be there in heaven with him as he judges the earth, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. It says the court was seated. God is pictured here on his throne, seated, ready to judge the nations. And then it says, and the books were opened. These books that are in heaven. Revelation chapter 20, if you're taking notes, I'll just read it to you. The great white throne judgment. Then I saw a great white throne of him and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God and books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. So their works apparently are recorded in the books, plural, Not just the book of life, but there's other books there. 
The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, the grave. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The way you get your name written in the book of life is through repenting and believing on Jesus Christ. And so you have this judgment that takes place. Then verse, um, verse 11, it says, And I watched, then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking, that's the little horn, this final world leader, I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Again in Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, verse 20, It says, then the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two, the beast and the false prophet, were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And then again, over in chapter 20, verse 10 the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So there's this judgment and this, this final beast, the little horn of the Antichrist. He's slain, he's judged, and his, his body is destroyed and given to the burning flame. It's cast into the lake of fire. Then verse 12 says, as for the rest of the beasts, those that came before this final beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Now, what is this talking about? With the past empires, after their dominion was taken away, they continued to exist for a time. To give you maybe a modern day example, the British Empire. Uh, the, uh, the empire of Great Britain was, was once, once a, a huge world empire. It was said that the sun never sets on the British Empire because they possess so much territory. And Great Britain is no longer the empire that it once was, but it, it still exists. It still has influence in the world. It still has power. It's just to a lesser degree. degree. It's, its power has declined, but its power hasn't disappeared. And what it's talking about here in in verse 12 and what it's getting at is when Jesus Christ returns and sets up his kingdom, the empire of the little horn, the empire of the Antichrist will be completely crushed and done away with. It's not going to continue on. And Jesus Christ will reign on earth as the one and only potentate on the earth. And up, up to now, throughout history, you know, empires come and go, and, then, and those empires, some, uh, quite often, they, 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 they kind of lose power you know, over time or disappear over time. But when Christ returns, he's going to judge the Antichrist. He's going to judge this beast. He's going to destroy this beast and his kingdom once and for all. And he's going to rule and reign as king. And so verse 13 I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. This is Jesus Christ. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him, Son of Man, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that 
all peoples, notice that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him, his dominion, unlike all the other empires that came and and kingdoms that came before him, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Unlike all the kingdoms of man that have come and gone and that will come and go and all the governments of mankind that have come and gone and all the world leaders that have come and gone and all the world leaders that will come and go in this world. Christ's dominion, Christ's dominion will be an everlasting dominion. His kingdom will never pass away and will never be destroyed. Christ will reign forever and ever. Amen. That's what he's telling us here in this vision. For you note takers, the title, the son of man in verse 13. This was one of Jesus's favorite titles for himself. He described himself often as the son of man. He was referring back to this passage here in Daniel chapter seven, this one who will reign forever and ever and have dominion over all the earth forever and ever. Jesus actually quoted verse 13 Uh, the night of his arrest, when he was on trial before the religious leaders. Matthew chapter 26, verse 63, the high priest said to Jesus, I put you under an oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the son of God. And then Jesus answered, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. He quotes Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And when he quotes Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, high priest knows exactly what he's saying. He's saying, I'm the son of man that will have dominion over all the earth. I'm the one who will be a king over all the earth, and my kingdom will not be destroyed. And so the high priest rent his garments and said he has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of a witness? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? And the Sanhedrin all answered and said he is deserving of death. And because he makes this statement, that's that's the final straw. And they they say he's deserving of death. And so now beginning in verse 15, Daniel's dream is interpreted for us. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body and the visions of my head. they, they, They troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and I asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Now, we aren't told who this person is or who this being is that Daniel spoke to and asked him about the stream. It may be an angel. We don't know. Uh, But this whoever it is, this person or this being, whatever, uh, gives him the interpretation of these things. He tells him, those great beasts which are four are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. That's the end of the story, really. He's like, yeah, there's going to be these four empires, these four kings, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and, and ever. You know, Daniel, Daniel's vision here, it reminds us uh, of something that I think is very important for us to remember, especially in these days, that the future of this world is in God's hands. 
Listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410 491 4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.